hello, and welcome to Margaret and Mike Explain Things to Me, a podcast where we may not know what we're talking about, but we'll sure explain the heck out of it. So, Mike, how are you today? I'm doing okay, Margaret. How are you doing? I have a cold, and we're doing laundry, uh-huh. so there's a few sound quality issues. As I mean, there are always sound quality issues, because we have like the, I mean... This I, is not the optimal setup. No, I mean, I really, we're not doing anything correctly, but um, that's okay, right? It right. It doesn't matter. No, yeah. it totally matters. But anyway, whatever. We, we, uh, this is a fly-by-night operation. Mm-hmm. Literally. Um, yeah. So here we are, back again. And, um, I think the laundry might be done. Nope. There it goes. It's still, re- it's still, uh, it's still doing something. Yeah. Draining. I don't know what it's doing. Anyway. Probably draining. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we were out of town a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk more about that later. But um, before we get into that, we always like to start with uh, some culture that we've found time for and talk from the internet. So, Mike, mm-hmm. uh, I know you weren't able to squeeze any time for culture while we were on vacation, vacation <clears throat> scare quotes, but um, have you been able to find any other time for culture? You know what I've been enjoying a lot lately? Uh-huh. No. Stone fruit. That's not culture. Okay. It's food. I guess it's... That's part of culture. I guess it's toasted yeah. cheeses or culture than stone fruits which have been um hybridized and so on throughout history sure mm-hmm. yeah okay what's your um we have cherries and peaches and plums and nectarines just i'm i really i'm appreciating that more than usual this year all those fruits that are ripe now yeah and you always enjoy some cher- you guys don't leave a bowl of cherries around Mike because he will eat them all. And mm-hmm. his children take after him. Yeah, and I really wish I could just make a peach cobbler for everyone to enjoy, but for some reason, our children do not like cooked fruit. Well, we don't know if Julian likes cooked fruit or not. Well, I don't know. Uh, I guess yeah. we could find out. Yeah. Well, I could make a cobbler sometime. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, let's get some more peaches. Go nuts. All Why right. Not? Yeah. So there you are. Mike likes fruit. Yeah, I can make a fruit cobbler, just uh, some fruit, sugar, spices, and you make like a thick thi- uh, thing of uh, extra thick pie crust and just put that on top. Why not make biscuit dough? Put some holes in it. That works too. Or a streusel topping. Ah, it's just the way my mom does it, so that's what I grew up with, so that's what I like. I like It's some... just like a big slab of pie dough. Yeah, sounds like some streusel though on top. Yeah. Well. It's kind of a different thing. I guess so. Well, yeah, I mean, but it's like a crumble. That's more. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I think, yeah. Sometimes I like that's okay a crumble too. more. All right. Well, anyway, we'll figure it out later. No, no, we're not actually going to do this. Don't worry, listeners. Not there's, tonight. There's no way we'll actually do this anytime soon. Hmm. We're, barely, we're barely managing to get anything done. So uh, how about you? What have you been, what have you made time for? Well, I've been reading a lot. I, I already mentioned last time I garbagey books I'm reading, but I did read uh, a good book called Half of a Yellow Sun uh-huh. by Chimamanda Ajute, which I, in my cold, did not say correctly. Um, but anyway, it's this book about Biafra, that um, it's the region of what is Nigeria that was, you know, like, British colonialists uh, screwed up everything everywhere in the world for everybody. Uh, we're still dealing with that mm-hmm. to this day. But basically, they kind of made a country called Nigeria and stuck a bunch of different regions together. Um, and they kind of played regions off each other, different, um, played up different 
tribal differences to try to um, keep everyone at war with each other and so that they would not, you know, be able to get rid of the British colonial system. So even when the problem was, even when, and this is not just the British, it means it's like a colonial thing in general, but certainly the British cause a lot of these problems. Um, point being, so in this book, this is like the, um, Biafra is this region of Nigeria that um, declares independence and um, in 1966, and then this is the story of the war that happened after that uh, between Nigeria and Biafra. So uh, I was looking to read some of her books um, because of a lot of reasons, uh, and I was talking to my friend Becky about it, and then um, she did this TED talk that we had to watch for my fellowship thing. Uh, so I just was thinking about how she had to pro profile the New Yorker, so I was like, okay, I really want to read her books now. They really solicited I like. Uh, and I was trying to think where to start. And then your barber uh, is from Biafra. Mm -hmm. uh, his license plate says Biafra. Every time you talk to him, he wants to talk about the Biafran cause. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, um, so the important thing to know about Mike's barber is that he is incredibly attractive. Um, and he's like a personal trainer and soccer coach in addition to being a barber. Um, I so, think a kid's soccer coach specifically. I don't remember. Well, who's counting, though, right? Yeah, but basically, um, and it's also probably important to re realize that your barber is on the end of a block. Mm -hmm. So, because I think people are confused when I say like, "Oh, I was chatting with Mike's barber," I said, you know, and they're like, "How are you? What is going on?" And I was like, "Well, he just is like it's a few doors down." From yeah, us. he like parks in front of our house or whatever. So, but the thing is, because he's so incredibly attractive, um, mm -hmm. I'm always looking for excuses to talk to him yeah. when he's outside. So. So I ended up talking about about Biafra. So anyway, I was like, I want to kind of get what's really going on here. So I sort of like knew vaguely what it was based on like you know stuff from the nineteen you know like all the stuff that happened in the nineteen sixties. So I'm like, I vaguely remember all mm -hmm. these things. I mean, not remember, I wasn't there, but like remember reading about them. Um, and so, but I said I want to know more about this. So I read this, but it was it was a really excellent book because it had like the war stuff and the genocide stuff and the you know that kind of stuff that's you know it's hard to read about, but I I, I said it's it's harder to live through it than read about it, so I'm fine. I read a lot of books about genocide, to be honest. Um, yeah. So, uh, not I'm not desensitized, but I can kind of know how to do it. I guess I know how to read it and not get too overwhelmed. Um, so, but but it's also like just sort of like regular regular people living somewhat unusual lives, but you know, fairly you know, like not unheard of unusual lives. Um. And just how kind of kind of normal people can be swept up in revolutionary causes by um, various people. So uh, and then just like what happens like when you have kind of have like a regular middle class life and then get caught up in a revolutionary civil war. Mm -hmm. um, and then like what happens and how you deal with that, how you deal with what changes in society. Um, so I really enjoyed it. And it was based on a lot of experiences from her own family. Um, you know, relatives who had been through it. Um, so some of the, not, it's not a, it's not a nonfiction book. It's certainly a fiction book, but I think some of the, some of the things that happened were real things that happened. Okay. So anyway, um, that was, a, I was trying to read more modern fiction that I didn't hate. And this was some modern fiction that I really enjoyed. Oh, so uh, our recommendations are kind of all over the place here this week. Well, there is a <laughs> lot about fruit in the book. So they're okay. always talking about fruit. All right. So if you like fruit, either way, you're, you'll be all set. Sure. Um, okay. So were you able to find anything on the internet that outraged you in the last few weeks? 
Or well, that was funny. All right. I, I think we have to talk about the Bigfoot erotica thing. I guess. I don't really know a lot about it, so you'll have to fill me in. Okay, so... um, <clears throat> That's the spin cycle. Yes. All right, so this guy named... It does not really matter what his name is. Let's just call him... Was it Paul? Something like that? Let's just call him Paul, can't we? Mike's no, his, up a name tree definitely, his name definitely matters. Oh, okay. So definitely gonna find All right. Well, listeners, while Mike is desperately trying to find a tweet that he favorited or tweeted or something, um, I'll just say that I... Oh, I found it. You found it. Okay, but let me just say more quickly, I only know about this from one tweet he sent. I have not looked into it other than that. All right, so let us know. His name is Denver Riggleman. Denver Riggleman. Definitely not Paul. Mm-hmm. Okay, so spill the beans. What happened here? All right, so he's running for he's running for the um the running mate of the person who is running for Congress in Virginia, and his opponent Leslie Cockburn sent out a tweet that said the following: My opponent Denver Riggleman, running mate of Corey Stewart, was caught on camera campaigning with a white supremacist. Now he has been exposed as a devotee of Bigfoot erotica. This is not what we need on Capitol Hill. Okay. And it has this picture that Denver Riggleman put on his Instagram account that says, Cover art for mating habits of Bigfoot almost complete. I hide nothing in this magnificent tome. Don't erase the censor box. I'm going to leave it up to you to determine where the censor box is, listener. I, yeah, it's not exactly where you think it is. Uh-huh. Um, so, but he's also a white supremacist? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think that's... I guess I'm not surprised your white supremacist is, is interested in, in Bigfoot erotica. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, not that's somehow not very surprising. Now, I guess I hadn't known Bigfoot erotica was a thing. Yeah, it is, I, I guess. I know there's a, you know, thing about that on the internet, um, you know, whatever people, like, Everything now, is a thing. What I, this sort of, I, I brought this up in a parenting context today, because our child was asking you, what's your fabulous? I don't know where he got this from. I don't know. Maybe that Barbie show that's better than it ought to be? Yeah, but he was, he wanted to show what's your fabulous, and then you were trying to get him to say, what if somebody else's fabulous was really yucky? I, I don't wasn't know sure. why. Yeah. I don't even remember. And then I, I watched, I heard, I heard this and I walked to the bathroom and I said, I cannot believe you're telling your child to hate what somebody else thinks is fabulous. Bigfoot erotica is mainstream. It's 2018. But I would like to declare Bigfoot erotica is not mainstream. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still uh, notable enough to um, capture everyone's attention. Yeah. I, I think it's just because this is like something that's not totally depressing that I people can latch so. on to. I mean, the fact that, like... A pe- guy who's running for Congress is writing adult stories about Bigfoot. But he's... Well, I guess being a white supremacist isn't exactly news, since that's kind of like everybody, right? I mean, running for yeah. Congress, at least. Probably other people, too. All right. Well, anyway. Yeah. So there. I've managed to ruin what's your fabulous. So there we go. There I go. All right, so what, what, what's your fabulous this week? Oh, well, I have been avoiding Twitter because... Um, For obvious reasons? No, no, I, I won't get into it, basically. 
everyone on Twitter was yesterday and today being really mad about something that I wasn't really mad about and coming up with more reasons to be mad about it. And so I just was like, oh, I don't really need to see all this stuff because I'm not really mad about this thing. So I'm not going to – I just want to stay off this for a while. Well, if that's the reason you're avoiding Twitter, I don't think you're going to be coming back ever to it. Well, I did look at it a few times. But okay. but then every time I opened it, I was like, no, close it. Hmm. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I didn't do it. Um, I would like to – just a correction to uh, last week's – or two weeks ago when when I said that that, you know, came up with this whole excuse about why that person in the Refinery29 article wasn't that bad or, like, what this was aimed for. Then I read the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's very annoying. Yeah. Um, but I did think there was a lot of interesting discourse about it after that. So, anyway, I guess I don't have a lot of, you know, I've been, again, enjoying Facebook more, but... Um, Trying to kind of stay you, off you the internet a little bit. You finally read Cat Person. That oh, was I, a while ago. I did oh. read Cat Person. When was that? Ah, I don't think we talked about that. That was when our cable was down. I yeah. Think. Okay, yeah. So I read Cat Person, but I read it in paper and talked to you in person in the room. Yeah. Like, I didn't read it online and then tweet about it. I, I read it in a magazine and then said my comments out loud to only you. That was a fun night. We didn't watch TV, we listened to records, hung out. I guess so. It was fine. Okay. All right, let's move on to our our topic for the week. Um, yeah. And we're going to talk about, um, I, I'm not sure whether to, I, I, I guess I can't quite decide how I'm going to put this, is like medical research or medical tests. You are in a study. Yeah. So we just will determine what we're actually going to call the episode. You'll know what we decided to call the episode. Mm-hmm. Maybe, though, you know, I was thinking the other day, because if you, I was listening to podcasts and not, like, looking, like, just the next one came on, and I didn't, I was driving or walking or something, I didn't see what the episode was called. And then I thought, well, some of these shows where they, they kind of joke, like, oh, you already know what the episode's called. It's like, well, sometimes you don't, actually. Sometimes it really is a surprise. Mm. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, we'll figure out what we're calling this by the time you hear it. Um... So, yeah, we went to Ohio last week, and uh, it says I'm participating in a three-year longitudinal um, research study, and it's a medical research study. So I had to go and get a bunch of tests done. I did last year. Um, I went and had even more stuff because I had to do a full, <coughs> a full history. I managed to get a sick. Uh, all sick, I managed to get a cold. Mm-hmm. In somewhat we're in this trip, so it's hanging around a hospital, and that's the best thing. Um, and so I went this year, and I didn't have to do quite as much, but still a lot of stuff. I mean, I'll go again next year. Um, next year, I'll go by myself. Yeah. I did not have fun bringing everyone with me. Um, and why? I did not have fun with everyone with me, because I had a lot. It was very, it's like a lot to mm-hmm. go through all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've never... Um, I've ever been in a study other than this one, so I can't compare it to anything. That's why I'm sort of thinking, like, oh, maybe medical tests makes more sense to talk about. Because I bet I've had lots of them, and you've probably had plenty, too, that you could talk about if you want to. You don't have to. Yeah. Don't you have to share your private medical information. Um, Thank you. <laughs> um, but I thought it would be interesting to sort of talk about, like, what it, what it's like, um, because it's, uh, it's kind of an interesting experience. I wouldn't call it fun. It's not fun. Mm, um, yeah. But it's enlightening, I suppose. So what what did they do to you? Um, okay, so basically, this um, they're trying to figure out if 
um, women who carry the gene that causes muscular dystrophy have problems that are not evident from kind of other tests or like other, you know, you can't tell them. Because mm-hmm. um, like muscular dystrophy, you if someone has it, you can tell. There's a lot of physical signs that tell this. There's a lot of things if you carry a gene, you might not be able to tell exactly. Um, and they're also trying to figure out like other things that other factors that could be causing these health problems. So, for instance, um, if you have heart problems, is it because you're under so much stress because you're taking care of a kid who has a disease or um, you're just worried about it, you know, that kind of thing? Um, or is it just like any, um, you know, anybody who has a child with special needs might be, you know, have these same issues? So, um, so what they're trying to do is figure out how stressed I am and then mm-hmm. what kind of shape my heart is it. Um, and then like what physical shape I'm in. So day one, um, was like, like stress factors. Like what's stressful in your life? I think mm-hmm. last year when I did this whole interview, I didn't do it this year, but last year I had, you know, two very little kids, full-time job. Um, this year I have two little kids, a full-time job and a lot of other things. Um, to do yeah. in my life. So I actually, I think my, um, I have to like fill out this, um, this wasn't during, this was like the day after or two days after I filled this out, but like this sort of battery of psychological tests. So like depression, OCD, uh, stress, all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I got a little higher in all those than I <laughs> did mm-hmm. before. Um, um, so yeah, I think that there's a lot to be, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stress in like being a caregiver in general. Um, then, but during the day, they, they take a little bit of my hair to kind of see if it's, um, you can test cortisol levels in hair. Huh. Um, okay. so they're trying to see like, oh, do, do you show like unusual levels of cortisol? Um, and then they do like various physical therapy tests, um, and then, um, do lab work, like draw blood, do all that stuff. Um, then the next day I go in and get a cardiac MRI. Early in the morning, 6 a.m. It has mm-hmm. to be before the patients are using the MRI. And, um, yeah, that and that involves getting dye injected into your bloodstream so they can do contrast imaging on your heart. And then after that, I do a stress test. Um, so get hooked up to an EKG, wear a mask that measures all of my carbon dioxide versus oxygen. Mm-hmm. When you breathe into it, it'll, like, and so you want to have your you get to a point where there's more, mm, I can't remember exactly what it is, but um, the VO2 max, whatever that is, I have no idea. It's a thing people talk about in running, but I don't quite understand what it is. Um, and just like how fast you can go before you have to stop and do you have changes in your blood pressure and heart rate. Uh, I did not have any changes in my blood pressure, which they were like, mm, you probably should have some blood pressure change. Hmm. Like, I guess I'm dehydrated. Because um, I could not get an IV in for the MRI. So that was what I got to do for two days in amongst um, visiting friends, hanging out with kids, yeah. running around all over the place. So I was I was pretty wiped out by the time I got home. Right. Uh, I, I couldn't stand up. Like I was sitting on the floor and I couldn't get up. And I was like, why can't I get up? And you're like, you're very tired. Yeah. So um, anyway, I guess. So now we're mostly recovered from that, except that you still have a cold. Yeah. Um. But I guess I would say, like, why would I? Why would you do something like this? And I think in some studies, um, this one included, like, you can get results from the tests. Like, they're not trying to, they're not, like, 
diagnosing anything. But it's like, here's the results, and you can share them with your doctor, and mm-hmm. they can tell you if there's anything to get followed up on. Um, like, I think if there's anything, like, pathological, they would tell you or, like, get this dealt with right away. Yeah. Um, and they didn't find anything like that. But that's kind of nice because a lot of these tests, like, there's no way insurance would pay for anything like that. Because it would be like, what are you looking, you know, like, don't go looking for trouble. There's no scientific evidence that you mm-hmm. need any of these tests. So the point of this, doing the study, is that they can say to insurers, hey, there's this kind of risk people have. So go ahead and pay for these tests. Um, so that's one benefit to like the world in general to, to do that kind of thing. Um, so it's like your individual benefit and then that wider benefit. Um, and I think it's also kind of like, I very, um, you know, like science a lot. Right. I work with scientific information, um, in my day job a lot of times. Our older kid is very interested in science too. So it's kind of. He's all very excited to hear about. Yeah, like being, you know, like being, um, that, you know, science are doing lab work on me. He's very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's kind of cool. It's like I sort of help, I'm, I'm helping the, um, you know, like making sure that the data can be published and all that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like, helping the scientific community. Yeah, but I'm also like being a data point. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's kind of a pain to go to Ohio for a couple of days, but they're, you know, they're paying me. Not all studies do that, but. Yeah. Um. Now, I frequently get in the mail, and I think you do too, but more than me. Um, somehow, I someone has us profiled as, like, being very elderly. Mm. Like, I get AARP, and not, I guess you don't have to be very elderly to be an AARP. Um, that's, what, 50? I think. 55? One I, of those. I think you would be 50 to join. And so, yeah. like, you would, like, that's, uh, let's see, 1968. If you're born in 1968, you're turning 50 this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born well after 1968. I will not be 50 for a long time. Um, but, um, but I'm always getting these things from like studies or like showing like elderly people walking and saying, do you have trouble walking or do you have all, you know, like basically all these symptoms of, of, you know, physical difficulty and aging, all that kind of thing. Who do they think I am? Like, why do they keep sending me all these things? Like, I'm not eligible for any of these studies. Um, and there's a lot of ads, like ads for studies on the bus. And those are all for, like, kind of difficult problems. It's like yeah. rage, schizophrenia, all these kinds of things where you're like, oh, okay, I guess the bus is the place to recruit. But it's a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, like, are there really people who look at this bus ad and, and call in to, to participate? Probably. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess they wouldn't do it if it didn't work. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Like I said, I've never I've been. I have done. I did some of a psychology experiment in college. I didn't even get to do any of those. Well, I was, I was, I'm pretty sure it was like Becky's. What was yours? What? I don't remember exactly what she's testing, but... Did like you a, have to, like, fill out a questionnaire or something? Yeah. I think I did a couple of those, but not, like... Not were the ones yeah. where they, like, trick you to, like, they, like, we got three students to do this, or, like, you know, prisoner's dilemma mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I never did anything like that. I think they mostly do those on the students in psychology classes. Mm. So that's why any of those results, you have to kind of be like, uh, mm-hmm. probably not. Um, and I think, you know, of course, the size of the study is very important. This one, there's only so many people that would even, pot- like, there's not that many people who could be eligible. Yeah. Um, so with some of their cohorts of people, I think they have to work really hard to try to find uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. They try to have to find people who are eligible. So anyway, do you think you would ever do a study? Ah, uh, maybe. I don't know. 
I don't know why anyone would be interested in my data in particular, but, you know. Who knows? How do you feel about getting your blood drawn? Um, it's been a while, but I remember <coughs> not, I remember being okay with it. Our children are both really okay with their blood being drawn. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I don't know how Julian feels about it now. It's been a while, but he had to do a lot when he was a baby. Yeah. Well, he's still a baby, but, like, a really little baby. But Ira doesn't even flinch. She's like, mm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. Yeah. Um, I guess it's because he knows they have to do lab work on it. He's, mm-hmm. he's very focused on lab work. Um, well, I don't know. I think that this one is, this one is easy enough to do. Uh, it doesn't require taking any, you know, there's no question of, like, placebo or whatever. Like, you just right. know that, like, you kind of, some tests. like, you know which group you're in. You know, like, they already have listed out, like, what the controls are. And the controls are people who have a different situation than you. Um, mm-hmm. and they're just people who don't have your exact life situation. And so, um, that's like, you, it's all very clear. So there's no question. Like, am I getting the placebo drug? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've all, you know, um, well, sometimes the placebo drugs do actually work. That's why they have a placebo effect. Yeah. I guess. Not they have, but no one made that. If, if they never worked, that wouldn't be a concept. Yeah. Yeah. So, Anyway, that was our trip, and I think we're going to have to read this a short episode because, as you could hear, I barely talk now. Mm-hmm. So I think we better we better wrap this one up quickly, but uh, we just wanted to drop in on you before too long to let you know what we've been up to. Um, so we will um, try to do that again, try to be back in two weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah. In the meantime, you can uh, get in touch with us on Facebook, facebook.com slash explains. I will post a link to the things I talked about. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll post a link to fruit. What we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, and then you can also get us on Twitter. Uh, M under no, that's you. I'm Margaret underscore Heller. I'm M underscore Burnbaum. You better at me or else I won't see it because yeah. And then um, you. I guess you could rate a review. I don't know. Don't like. I'm not gonna read it because I don't. I just don't have the emotional fortitude to deal with it. Maybe I'll read it and then not tell me. Come up with a complicated. I was reading yeah. in Trade Magazine, Marilyn Vosavin's very confusing way of finding out if if you had a test result and you wanted to know if it was negative but not if it was positive and like how you could make that happen. And it involved the doctor had to flip a coin and like every year you, I don't know, it was basically like eventually you would find out if it was negative, but you would never know for sure if it was positive. What is the purpose of that? Just so you would not know that you definitely had, we're going to get a certain disease as you got older. So the negative would be like peace of mind, and but the positive you just always wonder. How, how is that different than not getting the test not done? Not getting the test done. Uh, I besides it, it's more expensive. I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure if this is a real question. If Marilyn Bostam and just wrote this down. Uh, yeah. So I guess my point with this was you could follow the same scheme to tell me if the reviews were good or bad. Once I figure out what that scheme is, uh, I think I maybe I'll do it. I might have recycled that issue. Maybe I'm already doing it and you don't know. Well, but so, yeah, it could, it could be that. So, all right, anyway, um, that was, wait, what was our, we were trying to say goodbye. Anyway, we'll be back yes. in two weeks to explain some more things to you. Bye. Bye.